0: Hello again. First of all, can I explain my absence from recording these podcasts of my homilies over the past few weeks? I had an interruption to my normal program due to the death of a family member. So I apologize for being off the air and I thank you for the people who contacted me to see if I was okay. Thank you for thinking about me that perhaps I might have been sick but I was away and unable to prepare and record these podcasts. But I'm back now, and thank you for your continued support and for listening to these homilies. Human imagination is a marvellous thing, isn't it? Watching the engagement of young children with videos of imaginary worlds is delightful. Equally, adults become absorbed in novels and film and literature that take us outside of our everyday existence. Imagination can be wild and at a fast pace, yet it can also be something more pedestrian as well, more settled and calm. I think we're not always aware of how much we both use and depend upon our imagination. If you ask me to go and buy you some milk, straight away my imagination begins to rehearse in my mind where I would go, what the milk container would look like, and when I might do it. The images prepare me for action. If I was asked to buy something that I had no idea of or no image of, I would be stuck. I couldn't do it until I found out what it was that was asked for. I say all this in the introduction because, as we heard in the Gospel reading today, Jesus extended our imagination about God. Since Jesus is God, he tells us an intimate detail about the Father that was not known before. What he tells us is that God is not only Father, but that he is our Father and can be addressed using that term or that image of Father. <clears throat> now, unlike the use of the imagination that I mentioned at the beginning, this is not fantasy, but real. It's not wishing, but fact. Yet at the same time, it's not something that our human imagination could have thought of. It had to be revealed to us by the Son of God. But it has not been revealed as a factual truth or a scientific truth. It has been made a reality in the life of every Christian. And how? by holy baptism. St. Paul puts it succinctly. You have been buried with Christ when you were baptised, and by baptism too you have been raised with him. In other words, we have been identified so closely with Christ through baptism that we have become one with him. And because we are one with him, we are able to call God Father. Not every person has this. It is only given through baptism, and so we should be ever thankful for what we have received. After teaching us and assuring us of the reality that we are children of God, our Lord goes on to teach us about persistence And confidence in prayer. Confidence in prayer comes from knowing and experiencing the fatherly love of God, who, even more than an earthly father, will never give his beloved children what is harmful or hurtful. Persistence in prayer comes from doing it. In ordinary human life, we cannot keep going at something that we never start. We cannot keep going at something that we only occasionally do. So the way to be able to persist in prayer is to pray. Each of us can think of many reasons or demands on our time that can prevent us from praying, me included. But when we stop and think of the enormous love that God has for us and what he has done for us, Not to pray seems like what a really ungrateful or spoiled child might do towards his or her father. Let me give you a few tips about how to persist in prayer that really work. But remember, you have to approach it with a desire to succeed. But also remember that the grace of God is more powerful and effective than your good intentions. So remember to ask for a desire to pray. God will always grant you that. So tip number one is, never let a day go by without some prayer. Tip two, find a daily activity that is present in almost every day perhaps a few times of the day. For example, getting into the car. And when you do it each time in the day, say one of our beautiful prayers, like the Hail Mary. Tip three. Never fall asleep at night without giving thanks to God for the blessings and good things of the day. And name what those good things were. Don't just be general. Tip 4. Before you eat, say grace before meals. Tip 5. If you have children, pray the Our Father with them before bedtime or when you tuck them in. Tip 6. Don't miss Sunday Mass unless you're sick. There is no greater prayer than the Mass because it is Christ's prayer of self-offering to the Father. To join with his prayer is totally effective, and it creates in us a greater hunger and desire for prayer. At the heart of prayer is a relationship between us and God. God has done his part in establishing this relationship and bestowing on us the great gift of being able to approach him as our Father. Prayer keeps this relationship alive. Without prayer, this relationship will die and only become a theory. Let us strive each day to pray, and let us strive each day to grow deeper in prayer. Laudato Jesus Christus.